0: Hey good afternoon everybody it is Irene Ramos and I'm here with Sensei (laughs) Georgianne Storm and uh, we're going to talk to you guys today about um, taking the church outside the four walls. So Georgianne what is it that you were talking about earlier?
1: Well I know that church is extremely important. It's the head of um, Christ is the head of the church. We need to get together and fellowship and but For many years now, an extremely amount of time now after the pandemic, the church needs to be outside the four walls. And how does that look? Be in the hands and feet of Jesus. But with that, it still takes planning and church backing to get that done. Well, no, it doesn't need that. But it helps if you have a group of believers planning and doing things that are outside the four walls. In the United States, I don't think it's easy to do things outside the four walls because people are very cautious. They're, what's the word for it? They're jaded? Uh, yeah, I mean, they just, they don't want to hear it, really, is kind of what... Or they think you have some kind of alternative motive. Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm saying, that they're, like, very cautious and...
0: Um... Well, and I think the age of, you know, the, the day of come join our church, come be part of this it's just gone and there's no trust for it anymore i would say i think people are looking for genuine things and um the gospel is very genuine in itself but when there is the alternative of oh we need to come you know come to our church or come get baptized here or come be a member or um things like that people are like oh you just want my money you want my tithe you want my time you you need people to serve you know uh, I think it's real interesting what you said about the pandemic because it's funny because like when you think about 9-11 and some of the other things that have happened throughout history. I mean, the I don't even know, but that's like the one that, that I think of the most. But there's been other things as well, shootings and things like that. The church attendance usually goes up. Correct. Right? Because people are like, they, they have a revelation of their mortality or whatever, and they suddenly start rushing back to churches. But the pandemic
1: didn't do that it actually had the opposite effect. People quit going to church. And they liked it. Yeah. I mean, they liked staying home, or they liked seeing it online. And so now, most churches didn't stop the online, they continued that, and then plus opened the doors back open. And so, um, and I think that's great, but I think a lot about the church is to fellowship and to be one to be a family of believers to lift one another up and help one another and know just in our church, okay, get this. There's twenty-three people there this last Sunday. That is small. Yeah. That's not that is tiny. But I keep when people start feeling a little discouraged, which it's easy to do, I say, but what we do, we do extremely well. First of all, we pray well. We pray for others. We truly, we reach out, even the the ones that are home, the ones that don't make it to the church. Uh, the ones that are sick, um, the ones that have family members that are hurting and checking on them and, and praying for them that 's important that's a, an element but but for me they're not coming to the church like you said they're not coming in the doors looking for a church to to serve right or but isn't the church supposed to serve them? yeah see what i mean yeah. so a lot of people you were saying they don't want to go and have to work another day <laughs> yeah, have another true. Job. that's true they yeah. already work five days a week why would i mean they don't want to have to work another one so it's not to serve but to be filled up prayed for prepared for the outside the four walls yeah and so what i was going back to that's still not easy to Organize like our church is gonna there's an apartment in it, yes it's a We call it? Section 8. We're low Mm -hmm. social economic. And I'm saying, one thing I can do, I can cook. And so, and I like to cook. So we came up with this thing. So that last day of getting out of school on the 17th of December, having a bunch of crock pots, tell that community, that uh, apartment community, supper's on us. Yeah. And then we're going to have all these different options. And they can get a meal. And they can sit there and they like the... The area, you know, like a they call it an area that they have there. Yeah, like a common area. Yeah, common area. Or they can take it back up to their apartment. They Mm -hmm. don't have to stay there. They can, Mm -hmm. you know, that we're not make them stay down there and visit with us, right? If they want to talk to us. But I said, let's just make an opportunity. Is there anything we can do to pray for you? Because what we're do what we do well, well, we pray. Yeah. Well, and
0: I think you know I think about when I used to serve at the food bank. Um, the people would come for the food, but then we would, while they were waiting in line, we would pray for them, and God would meet them right there, like signs, miracles, and wonders right there, because it says signs, miracles, and wonders follow those who believe, right? Mm-hmm. So we would believe, and we'd pray for those people, and then they would keep coming back, and they're like, we're not even here for the food anymore, we just want to come and and get and get prayed for. And then they were like, what church is this? Who Who's doing this? And then they started going to church. Um, but I think, you know, God has told me a while and I've mentioned this in several other podcasts that the face of the church is changing and the idea that this stationary building can just stay there and the hurt and the lost and the sick are going to come into that place um, where they're judged and where they're looked upon and where they're like, oh, good. Well, since you're here, I know you're broken, but give me your money and I need your time as well because, we, have, you know, and people are just like, ah, they're tapped out. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is, is like, I, you know, Jesus left the 99 to go after the one. He didn't say, I'm waiting for the one. Me and my flock are sitting
1: here. We're waiting for you to come and join he, us. He had to go. He had Action to go. Word. Yeah. Well, I saw this or read this. I think I read it on Christian Post. It's a thing that I get every day. It just kind of tells you what's going, around, going on news-wise around the world, the globe and how it affects Christians or Christians around the world. But it said something about, someone said, well, is the church um, still vital? Well, the answer that this author said, that shouldn't be the question. It's, that's a byproduct. The gospel is vital.
0: Yeah,
1: Jesus Christ is vital and relevant. So is the church relevant? Well, yeah, because Christ is relevant. The question shouldn't be, is the church relevant? It's, is Jesus relevant? Yes. So if he is, what are we doing right, to tell people how relevant he is? Well, and if it isn't... And it's easy relevant. It,
0: it is, but if it isn't relevant, then, the, then what's the church doing? Exactly. Right, because the church is supposed to be the body of Christ. Um, it's supposed to be those who who are reaching out to the lost and the hungry and the sick and the hurting and bringing them comfort and peace and joy and through the gospel, you know, and learning about the gospel, discipling people. Um, and so if the church is irrelevant,
1: then the church isn't doing what it's supposed to be doing. Well, someone recently said to me, and it, it, it kind of ouches a little bit because many of us at my age grew up like this and saying that I no longer want to sit in a pew and just talk about, oh, during my uh, Bible study time, I read this. And this is, well, that's all well and good. But what are, what are feet are you putting to that? Yeah. Just to come in on Sundays. And are we doing that to feel good about ourselves? And that we are staying plugged into God. But, okay, but what are you doing once you plug into God? Right. If all you're doing is showing up once a week in a building. Back to the church in the four walls. All of us go to different churches, always did go to different churches, Uh, but we all have had a ministry in our own own right, and it has to be outside those four walls, and I do think, I guess my point is, church is still important. Yeah. How it looks now, from 20 years ago to 50 years ago, yes, it is different. I mean... As it should be, because yep. nothing has stayed the same from fifty years ago right. to hundred years ago to twenty years ago. So it has to be able to evolve. With, we're the ones making it evolve. Yeah, where they're seeing Christ outside the four walls, where they can. We're a walking ministry,
0: right? Well, and I think you know the way the way I've looked at church in, in the past is, um, it's a filling station.
1: Yes, that's right. You know, it, it it's,
0: it's not, people have said church is a hospital. And maybe back in the day it was because broken people, when they wanted to, to find God, they would walk into a church and find God. But, you know, in the last whatever, it's been, people haven't done that. They've walked in there, they've found judgment, they've found whatever, and it wasn't, they didn't
1: find God. Yeah, but they're also looking, They that years ago, they were looking for fulfillment in, my, in the right places. Yeah. Now they're looking for fulfillment fulfillment in the wrong places and had too many options.
0: Right. Well, that's true. In that. That's true. But, you know, but what is what is church? We look in the book of Acts and they talk about the assembling together of saints and breaking bread daily. Are you in Acts? Mm-hmm. i okay. in Acts. Yeah.
1: Uh, maybe two. Acts 2, 42. Is the I two right here. You're already there. Wow. They devoted themselves to the apostles, the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. Now what did we just talk about? We talked about uh, fellowship. Oh. We talked about uh, prayer. I said uh, what that's something right. our small little church at New Hope Community Church does, and that's pray and pray for one another. breaking of bread. <laughs> we're trying to do it in a small way through food, yeah, which is what is one of our needs. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so they were breaking bread, fellowshipping. And everyone was filled with awe to the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. And then I brought in, I underlined that earlier and put miracles where it says wonders, which is wonders and miracles. Well, and you know, when
0: you get together and when you get together regularly with a group of people, um, you testify to each other. Man, what did God do for you this week? And you just talk about the great things that he did this week. But it, it is, it's a time of filling up of discipling, of learning, um, and going out there and, and reaching your world for the lost,
1: for, for Jesus, the lost part of your world. Let me read this. They broke bread in their homes, and they ate together with, with glad and sincere hearts. What were they doing? Praising God and enjoying favor of all the people, and the Lord added to their number daily Those were be, those who were being saved. And I put, I wrote this, and in, in September, in uh, September twenty one, actively spreading the gospel. What happened? Many were saved. Yeah. Added to their number daily. 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 Right. Because if, earlier it said they met every day. They continued to meet together. Yeah. Every day, and we meet
0: once a week. Yeah, call it good if we meet. Once <laughs>
1: Well, and the thing about it is, is that,
0: you you know, when you think about it, like I, when when Gray was down in Stephenville and we went to church with him, um, we were new because it was this old country church. They played, you know, As I Am or whatever that's you know.
1: At the end of every...
0: Well, service. they were, yeah, we were all... But they played like four chords, and I'm like, Ed, let's go down there and get saved so we can get to lubies." because man, we ain't going to eat today if we
1: don't. Somebody's
0: got to go, go down there and get saved. You know, they didn't know if we were saved or not, so God bless them for trying. <laughs> but but yeah, that's
1: playing them, but, God, the, but the thing team. about it, is, you
0: know, I mean, I can't tell you how many services I've been in where they're like, if you don't know Jesus, raise your hand. Like, everybody in there is already saved. So, what are we doing? We are standing in the door of a revolving door going in and out of the building backsliding, coming back in, backsliding, coming back in. You know, not understanding that we have access to come in to to the house and get fed and filled up with the Lord and And then go out out of the house and go out, yeah, take it out of the doors. But we're too concerned with with where we are on this map. People, they're, they're stuck in the doorway of the church. Casting Crowns has a song called The Altar and the Door, and it says that something happens between the altar and the door. You go up there to the altar. You throw yourself on the ground. You give your life to Christ. You say, yes, Jesus, you're my Lord. I will go out there and I will I will preach the gospel and I will whatever. And then something happens between the altar and the door. You walk out the door and you're like, yeah, it's time to go to Luby's. <laughs> you, you know, and you don't. And, and you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. But once you get to Luby's, you look at that waitress and you say, "God, what look do you, at everything is awesome yeah, to God, girl. what do you have for her today? If you were sitting right here with me, what would you tell her?
1: Well, <laughs> I was talking to my husband, which is uh, 67. It's hard for me to even, I mean, think of us in our 60s, and I'm 62. just blows my mind. Wow, that blows my mind, too. And, um, and I said, ready? I'm getting ready to say something, and no, you're not going to think I'm crazy because you've been married to me for 41 years. And he said, okay, well, I still think you're crazy. <laughs> you know I mean, But I said, there's, there's a part of me that wants to go to the border, And save people that are being sex trafficked, uh, that are being abused uh, and being taken advantage of. And I want to tell them about Jesus and get them out of that. And I know there's groups down there doing that. I guess I want to make every moment count to what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Well, you know, I was reading an
0: article recently, and it said that most people... Are the most productive in their seventies and eighties, and do you know what? I think that that's probably the reason because, like, when you're young, you're you're living this American dream, which is a freaking lie, really. You know, I mean, it's not, but it is. But it's like, I need to go to school, I need to get a job, I need to have a house, I need to have a family,
1: I need to raise my kids, they need to go to soccer. Well, to be had worth, they. I need to have this, 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 and this. Yes, and my kids need to do this, this, and this. And it,
0: this. It, exactly, and you know, I mean, now that. I'm I'm empty nesting. Um it's like I wanna get rid of everything. Like I don't I don't want stuff. The more the more stuff I have, it's like an anchor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even when when my dad when my dad was alive and I had his dog, like I couldn't go places because I had my dad my dog. And you know, my dad I can I had somebody to take care of him. but the dog is like, well, I can't leave the dog too long. My dad comes with us down here, but the dog has to stay up there and I gotta find somebody to watch the dog and you know and and maybe not even the dog but just stuff like this house down here I gotta have somebody that takes care of it I gotta have you know I gotta pay bills and it's like if I had nothing except the freedom to, to just sit in the morning and say God who do you want who is gonna come into my path today and what do you want me to tell what
1: encounter do you want me to have today? yeah
0: what do you want think about that Georgian if somebody every day prayed and said God who am I gonna encounter today and what do you want me to tell them and so, yeah. somebody walks up to you and says hey George Ann. This morning I was praying, and the Lord told me to tell you.
1: Well, get this. It's funny. Our pastor even said, seek, ask to have an encounter, that there's someone you're supposed to speak to. Yeah. That you're supposed to help, pray with, give something to, point in a different direction, whatever it is. We don't
0: do that. Yeah, we don't. And here's the and thing, ha- too. Uh, go, going back to church. Yes. Well, going back to church. Okay, what is the church teaching us? When we think about, we go to church. I told you earlier, it feels like a gas station. We want to go get filled up and go out. Okay, but if you're just going to church and you're listening to a three point sermon, no offense to you pastors that do three point sermons, but all you're doing is you're you're just, um, you know, as they say, you're getting
1: fed. But well, what are you going to do with that? Why get well, fed if you're not going to do anything it? Exactly. You? I mean, yes, you should. But you know what I'm getting at. You know... There's a point to
0: it. Yeah. If we're going to go get filled up, you put gas in your car to get to a destination. It'd be ridiculous, especially with prices of gas. Just just get in the car and drive around donuts. Just do circles, you know, and, and take the same track. This is what we do. We take a track. We take the same route every week. We go here. We go there. We go to work. We come home. We do this. And And you know what? We're so...
1: Programmed?
0: Yes, and hypnotized by our track. And
1: and it's uh, muscle memory. Yeah. Uh, I
0: mean That we don't even notice. You know, it's like this. Like, have you ever had to walk anywhere? (laughs) Like, because your car ran out of gas or your car broke down or just whatever. I mean, like, and I say have to walk anywhere because nobody walks for fun, really. But if you have to walk anywhere, um, this probably happened in my 20s or 30s. Something happened. I had to walk somewhere, and I noticed... I was like, wow, I never knew that was there. Like, I saw all these things that I'd never seen before. Because you're in the car, you've got your radio on, you're she on the phone. <laughs> you're driving, you're just like, you know, just driving along. And you don't even pay attention to, to what's going on around you. How, how much is that our life? We go to church, we go to work, we come home, whatever. And we don't even, we sit in a restaurant. Think about this, okay. You sit in a restaurant. And like, let's let's think of a place like Babes or McDonald's or whatever. These tables have multi parts, and there's people sitting with you. If it's yesterday, the other day, Ed and I went to Waterburger, and it was like full, so we had to sit there, and there's people right next to us. Like we're having dinner with people, <laughs> right. but we never even look at hey,
1: each other. you don't make eye contact. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. They might speak. Uh, you know, you don't want to make eye contact. Right. You
0: don't look at them. You don't talk to them. You're just like you know.
1: Well, <laughs> you're gonna let la- You're not gonna laugh at this. Well, we're going somewhere, and Grace, we're, I said, you decide where we're gonna eat. You know that debacle, yeah. ris- you know. And he said, we're gonna go to uh, Press Cafe, and I said, that sounds familiar. He goes, Well, we've eaten there, and, and so I said, okay. And then I said, and I started describing this other restaurant. He goes, No, that's the place that you told the waitress our whole, whole our whole life. And I went, Oh, okay, you know. <laughs> And he's so good of sitting there and allowing it, you know. He doesn't like, to, but you know that's where you tell him our whole life story.
0: Yeah, but you know yeah. what? Maybe it's something in that
1: shuts your life, you know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and you know why? If the good news, if it's good news, why wouldn't you want to share good news? Exactly. And
0: uh, you know, when you read a good book, you see a good movie, you tell everybody about it, right? Oh well, my you gosh, got you should to see, see this. this. I
1: just, oh, it was so
0: good. You know what? And we we don't do that with the gospel. You know, and it's I get it. The most powerful
1: you know? thing that we could ever be involved with. It, the most exactly. powerful thing.
0: And I'm not talking about like in a book review. Oh my gosh, you've no, got to no, read. No. You've got to read Obadiah. It is like the best. <laughs> oh my God, Ezekiel.
1: But, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. But but the the point of the matter is is that the gospel is so good. It, it's like Plato's cave, the allegory of Plato's cave. You know, um, you 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 get out and you want to go back in and tell everybody that there's light at the end of the tunnel, and people are like, no, I don't want to
1: do that. And if nothing else, this podcast, so if you open that. That that beautiful thing, the Bible, open it. And you just even start reading some of it. All of a sudden you can look up and go, this pertains to... Yeah. I never, and when you said, you, when you walk somewhere, you notice something, you can read the same scripture. True that. And you will get something new and different out of it. Yeah, you can read novels on that. But not like a living word, because it's living. Yeah. And so it is think about God, how wonderful it is. He's letting you know, okay, you're reading the scripture now, this is what I'm trying to tell you through it. Two years ago, that's not what you needed right. or you needed to hear. Yeah. This is what you need at this time. But I do think you need to get, like you said, filled up in the church. And it's not like I'm trying to push our church. I'm just saying, people need to get back to what we just read about the fellowship and being a one one mind and heart yeah, about one, things. One. And about, you know, reaching, reaching out and uh, breaking bread together, eating together, praising yeah. God together. We do need to do those things together.
0: Well, I, I agree. And, and I think that part of what's missing from this church in our current church, in our current church, the leader of the church is the pastor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In this church, the leader was the Holy Spirit you know bringing people together and people were praying in one accord with the spirit of god not with the pastor you know what i'm saying and i'm not i'm not hating on pastors but i'm just saying that pastors are human and that you know we can look throughout history where people have you know been offended by a pastor or hurt by church or whatever because that man is human uh-huh. but you know, and you can hurt each other anyway, like I'm part of a ministry and there's some hurt going on every now and then, you know, cause we're human. I mean, mm-hmm. we hurt each other's feelings cause we're dumb. But the idea of, you know, if we just said, you know what, let's all come together. And, and I've done this with people before and it's just phenomenal. Hey, we're going to meet at six o'clock and we're just going to seek the Lord see what he wants to do. Nothing else. And, yeah. And and you sit there and you worship God and you seek the Lord. And he might tell you, you know what? I want you to go do this. Or he might tell you, I want you to get on your face. Or he might tell you, you're going to start doing this. Or
1: or forgiving. Yes. Letting this go.
0: Yes. Or, yeah, exactly. Write a letter and tell them you're sorry. Yeah. Or go yeah. to school and get this degree. Or, yeah. you know, whatever. I mean, God God is, he's an individual God, which is where I think a lot of the world is today. But he's also a corporate God. He's also a community God. You know, he loved David and he loved Samuel and he loved um, Ezekiel and Elijah and all of these people, but he also loved Israel, his people. Not just one, Mm -hmm. but all of them together. What were you looking
1: at? I was saying what it said before they talked about the fellowship of the believers. I was looking to see what the warm-up band was. (laughs) Um, (laughs) With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accept his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to the number that day. And then it goes into, they devoted themselves to apostles' teachings, teachings and fellowship and breaking of bread. That's after they had been with Peter and he told them to repent and be baptized, each one of you in the name of who? Christ Jesus. When do you want to go to the coast? I mean, go to the... The, the coast. I at the border. Meant the border. <laughs> <laughs> That's a song. Anyway, but... Uh, <laughs> let's go. I'm ready.
0: I am, too. But, about. you know, I'll tell you. You know, it's important that we get back in church and fellowship with everyone and, uh, you know, but get outside the four walls as well. Take the take the gospel to the street. So, yeah, Georgianne, I'll see you in church. Not just you, but all you listeners out there, make sure that you're doing as... Uh, we're supposed to do in the book of Acts to fellowship with each other daily and break bread and um, pray and let's keep on keeping on. Y'all have a great day.